Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Do it live. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Welcome to another Herd App Productions. This is Wired Access Podcast. I am your host, DJ K-Dub Omaha. To my left, I have the owner-operator of Bober Academy. And to his left, we have one of the local mo- team motivator. What is it called? Your uh, what, what would your title be right now? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just uh, impact. Impact maker, I guess. Impact I maker, Yano it. Jones. It don't matter if it's sports or whatever. I got to do a camp with you guys this weekend. Yeah. It was fun to see all the kids, the activities. But before you can even get to a camp, you have to know where you come from and what you've done. Obviously, fellow Packer alumni here like myself, showing that even South Omaha kids can get up and out of there. Northwest does the same. And the reason I say that is because people hear Omaha public schools and some have a bad rep of if I go there, what can I do in the future? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Chris Bower, you've had a lot of success both on and off the field. What are some challenges that you remember back in your Omaha South days? Because you graduated in 96? 95, 1995. 95. I graduated in 2000, so I was the group right after you. Uh, your coach was Coach O, right? Yep. Yep, right before Coach Ball. So what were some things that you kind of remember the struggles that a small, smaller school, obviously not in numbers-wise, but number-wise on the field and stuff like that, that you remember some of the challenges back then? Well, I think uh, most of my limitations were because I wasn't that great of a high school football player. You know, I was a late bloomer, definitely. But um, I think, you know, it's changed. The world's changed today. And back then, it was hard to get noticed. Like, if you're not on a really good team, it's and they had film, of course. It was VHS tapes. But it wasn't like today where there's Twitter profiles and huddle and things like that. You, If you weren't on a good team, it was really hard to get schools to come in and look at you. And, and God bless uh, Jack Olin, who really worked hard for us to try to get us opportunities. Um, that being said, I had two opportunities, Wayne State and UNO. And um, my maximum scholarship I got was $500. To, to coming out of high school. So um, I, I was lucky enough to have a great academic scholarship to go to school. Uh, but I think it's hard when you're not on a great team. You know, we were good, but I never made the playoffs in high school. And yeah, we made the playoffs in 99 right after you got out of there. Yeah, that's, that's a, then, it's a big deal for an OPS school to make a, make the playoffs these deal. days. And, and back then it was too. But um, again, it wasn't like people missed me. I wasn't that great of a football player. So I developed later, but I think today, and I'm sure Yana will say this too. OPS is, is having a hard time with their numbers. So it is harder, but the good thing out there is, is that with all the technology, you should be able to get found if they can see you on tape. So if that's not, worth, that shouldn't if be you're much worth of, the video. The video will find the place. Obviously, Yano, you went to Northwest, yep. same similar struggles when you look at, but obviously the talent is there. But bringing the talent together, what was some of those things that you remember back when you were at Omaha Northwest? I just remember about uh, the lack of opportunities as it pertains to, uh, like like uh, Mr. Bober said, getting noticed because, you know, we, we were at Northwest High School. We were a 500 team, a little under 500. Um, we didn't really lift weights like that in, in the off season. We didn't really go to camps. We didn't even understand the value of going to camps. We didn't understand the importance of what it would be like to be noticed, uh, you know, as you go to a camp and perform well, uh, we just didn't have an idea of what that looked like. 
our biggest thing was we just wanted to play sports and have fun. Uh, we didn't even focus on academics. I mean, you know, where, where we were at, it was just about survival uh, and about what, what, when you was going to get your next meal or, you know, when you was going to have the opportunity just to be with your friends and just to hang out and go skateboarding or go play basketball. Um, so it was very difficult from where, where we were from because we just, that wasn't our focus at all. I mean, and then didn't you, you played UNO as well. Mm -hmm. So you both go to UNO. So everybody else has this alumni and like, you're like, I can go to these football games. I can do these things. It's okay. No one's going to judge anything, but obviously you don't have those opportunities to go back to college. How do you still impact you know, or is there a reach that you can do in your arms and your your way to do it? I mean, there you can't go back to football camps. You can't support the football program. But what what do you guys do in your meantime to kind of fill that void, as some might say? Yeah, I know. I know Yano has a lot of impact out there with young players. You know, so what I've done is I started my own um, offensive line training academy. Academy. It's called Bober Academy. Um, and the way it came about is when I, my son was in middle school, I got to coach him. He was at a private school called St. Pat's. And then he went to Elkhorn high tremendous program. He won a state title as a senior. It was amazing. But as I kind of got back into the football world locally, what I realized is there was not a lot of offensive line instruction out there. I mean, Mark Wardman is a hall of fame coach. He's won, I think five or six state titles. And his, his thing was you two got those two. And that's all he told him. And there's nothing wrong with him as a coach or anything like that. Just there was not a lot of high-level instruction out there for offensive linemen. And with my experience with eight years in the NFL, I play with a lot of Hall of Famers. I got coached and trained with Hall of Fame coaches and other players. So I I took about five years. I put together a system that now I can take and train middle school, high school, and college players. And it just really is focused in on some of the fundamentals of offensive line play and not many people understand what it takes to be an offensive lineman. It takes a lot of fundamentals, takes a lot of work. It's very unnatural position, but I start with the very basics and you know, I play with a guy named Will Shields. Never heard of him. No, I'm joking, man. One of the best ever. And Will's in the hall of fame, but every day I play with him for three years and I joined him. He would go out there before practice and he would do the exact same sets, the same run blocking the same pass sets every single day that I'm teaching high school players right now. So you mean like those kids, if they go to an NBA game and you get there early enough, you see the warm up where one player is shooting from one point 50, a hundred times, but they don't understand how important this is to them. You had the same thing that you learned from a veteran Mm -hmm. that now you're able to teach. How do you get kids to accept that? That's always the hardest thing is for a kid to go. Yeah. Coach is telling me this. Obviously, I mean, he's been in the NFL, but what does it mean to do it? I mean, how do you get that through to some of these younger kids? Well, you know, I got that challenge now. I'm a a Creighton Prep as our O-line coach, and, you know, it's trying to get them from the drills to the, the plays when they put pads on, and that's not easy to do. Because they once the, they put pads on and they get to a live play, they they want to go back to a natural being having their feet together and being on their toes. Right. Um, but I then I just film them and show them the proof. I try to give them evidence of the guys that I know and my success. I show them a lot of film and stuff like that. But once they start succeeding like that, I want to give them the confidence to take the techniques that I'm teaching them and then apply it in the game because it could take them farther. And some of these guys, and Yano will know this, they just get by a natural ability because they're bigger. Yeah. But I told them, I said, your college coaches, they, they want to see that you're coachable. Yeah. Plus, the next level, the guys you're going to go against are scary. 
And they're, they're, you, they're bigger, yes. faster. I try. I, I have a college-bound class for kids that are seniors that are going to college, and I give them a little scary, a couple scary stories. I'm like, you, you will not be able to just headbutt your guy and run him over. You better learn your technique, learn technique. Right? right? So that it's a very skilled position, and again, it still is really basic, though. Right? There's just a few things that for offensive linemen to know for every play, and they just got to do it over and over and over again. And usually, the proof shows up on tape when they can do it good. And I, I like how you're taking video before you take video after so they could see it. Yano, obviously, like he said, you're working with young youth. You don't have a college you can go back to. How do you really try to impact your Omaha area to show that you're still a part of it and some of the bigger things that you're trying to do? Well, go back. it goes back to um, finishing up my career uh, at Wayne State College and having an opportunity to learn from an educational standpoint but also from an athletic standpoint some of the necessary things that the students would need. Um, transitioning into playing arena football for six, seven years with some high-level athletes, Calvin Jones, you know, you can name some of the guys that played uh, at, the, at, at the highest level that kind of taught me the professionalism. So as we transition and we move on from there, we, we start to get into um, coaching. You know, that's when I took a job at Iowa Western uh, to be the defensive backs coach, and I coached there for six years. And that really introduced me to another high level of coaching not just being a good athlete myself, but also understanding what the technicalities, what it took for to get those kids to that next level. So not only did we work on the technique wise, but we also worked on a mental piece. There was a mental piece that I was able to learn about, perfect when I worked with student athletes that I learned at the junior college level, because a lot of those kids are high level athletes that could have or should have been playing at a high level where there was a mental piece there that for them, they had to figure out too. And that would allow them to get to that next level. So, uh, you know, I'm a learner. Uh, that's one of my uh, top five traits when you think about strength, strength training. Uh, and one of the things that I always did was while I was coaching at Iowa Western and, and different stops at, at, at the, the junior college level, but as well as arena football, was I picked a lot of coaches' brains. Um, working at the Iowa Western, we had 30 to 40 Division One schools coming through that, uh, uh, that uh, area every spring. And so, you know, what I would do is I would get with those young ones, kind of learn and then learn from the older ones, coaches that would come through and start to build relationships because I knew eventually that I wasn't going to be coaching that long. You know, I was getting ready to have a son. And what I wanted to do is build relationships with those coaches to be able to have an impact later on because I knew on down the line that I was going to finish up my certification, become a teacher, possibly become a coach, maybe an athletic director, but then work my way into administration so that I could impact it from a higher level to provide opportunities for individuals. So uh, I, I soaked up a lot of information uh, from that standpoint. I was able to take some of those student athletes that I knew maybe had the size factor, maybe had the speed, but didn't have like, like Bober said, the technique and then the mindset, you know, you'd be surprised what you could do. And, and that's kind of really how it started was uh, one of my first individuals that I worked with, his name was Colin Zuckerfer. And my nephew who was a really, great athlete, had all the receiver records at Westside, told me that he said, man, he said, you know, I like Okafer. He's very fast. He's very big. But, but uncle, he, he's, he got no feet. He can't move. He, they laughed at him and they said this and that. I said, let me tell you something. There's something to be said about a good work ethic and potential. And if they're willing to put in the work, we're going to turn it into something special. And I'm not lying to you. We took that whole summer of his sophomore year going into his junior year that next year he blew up and they didn't know where he came from. And I just said a lot of times as high school coaches, you know, doing my research and just kind of knowing. And, and, and I did a little bit of high school coach when I was up in Northeast Nebraska, you don't have as much time as you would, would like to have 
to work with the high school athletes because you got a hundred and some kids. Yeah. How can you, you can't pick out one kid and work with that kid and then forget about the rest because then there's, there's an animosity. And so that's where some of the programs like, like Bober Academy and, and uh, my football mentoring project and uh, the Warren Academy and some of these other programs kind of step in to kind of assist with that because they could take some of those athletes, hone the skills and ability and put them at a, at a different level that maybe you didn't think they could be at. And that's what's happened. Well, and I like, there was three points that I want to see and, and get Bober's reaction on it. So yeah. if you, you took the mental part, yep. you took the time yep. and you took the effort. When you yep. take those three things, when do you start, if I'm a parent and I'm looking to get my kid into just extra, whether it is football, because the unfortunate thing, fortunate thing is kids are more specializing in one sport sooner. Yes. What do you think is like your average age? Like if, if I had a parent come to you and, and help them understand the dedication when it should really start rolling harder for one sport, or are you trying to go? Cause obviously you want to see all the kids, you want to help everybody, but you also don't want to make it where they can't mentally get out of the football realm and they can have that open mind. You know, you bring up a good point there. And Yano said it great, you know, success at the highest level. When I was playing in the NFL, it was 90 to 95% mental. And that's, that's the part that separates so many athletes. Like I was a really good athlete at the NFL. I was very average, but I had an eight year career because mentally I can handle the challenges and I was prepared. But to get to your question, I would say, and we're lucky that with football, you can't really specialize in football because you know you can only play football during the season, right? And it, that's fine because it's a brutal game, but you can also get better at football all off season. And that that's what I do with my academy. I would say that when kids start getting to the middle school, and I'm talking for O line, yep. you got a big kid who you see he wants to be an offensive lineman. About that age, you you, you find someone like me who will take them through like once a week and just work on their steps work on their leverage, work on getting their hips down, just work on understanding the mentality and why you do it so that they can trust in it and take it to apply to football. I'm a huge advocate of them playing other sports because you can still train as an offensive lineman and go be on the, on the track team and and throw discus or shot. You can go play basketball. You can do all of that. And I think that makes them way better athletes, Mm -hmm. but if you want to be a football player, you can't just show up for football season and expect to be good. Like you do have to train in your sport. I think you should do it all year long. And I, I created drills. I call it um, football drills in your socks. And I, the first day of, I bring anyone into camp for any of my stuff, we do drills in socks. And there's a whole right. science behind that. But I say, guys, do this at home in your basement when you're watching TV. <laughs> yep. Right. Make there's, them feel comfortable. When yeah. They're, when they're at home watching, obviously, it's not like it used to be. You used to say, when they're at home watching those cartoons, eating the bowl of cereal, yeah. Yeah. like that's no more, no. you know? So you have to relate it to, I'm going to show you first mm-hmm. and then give you the expectation but of what you can do. It only right. takes 10 or 15 minutes a day of, of doing your pass sets or your zone right. steps or whatever it is. And that'll help you get better. And then you find someone um, out there to teach you a little bit higher level of instruction. You know, it's not contact based, right? It's mostly fundamentals and fundamentals. techniques yep. and you train yourself to do that. And then when you do play football, it, it shows up like, just like yep. you talked about, you know, it showed up when, you know, was it a nephew? I think it was your nephew. He, he, he put in the work and it applied on the football field. Right you don't have to be out there right. tackling and hitting nope. to get better at football, um, play other sports, but take some time to get good at what you want to do in your sport. And that, that's what I do with my guys. Mm-hmm. And it really does show up when they do it over and over and over because of habit. So yeah. then with you guys, if you, you know, if you want to go first on this one, if you think of the kids that you guys are helping, 
how do you separate from parents that want them to do this to get better and them to want to do this to get better? Well, you have to have that conversation. You have to be real. You have to be honest. You have to be open. And I think I pride myself in that and having those conversations uh, with those students at first. Um, I call it IFP, individual football plan. Uh, And so when they come in and I I meet with the parent and I talk to the parent and I talk to the player uh, and I almost kind of go for a week or two and just kind of watch them listen to them and then kind of see if they're really serious about taking it to that next level and putting in that extra work that required, I call it extra credit, you know, what you're going to do at the school is what you're going to do at the school and you need to do that. But then there's that extra credit. You know, you want to get above a 4.0, how do you get above a 4.0? You do the extra work that, uh, that provides that opportunity to do that. So with that being said, it's really about sitting down and having that conversation with them and being open and honest because everybody's going to come in and going to say they want to play at the D one level or they want to get to NFL, but you have to be real with them. You have to be honest with them because there's, there's things that they're looking for. There's their sizes, there's their speed. There's, there's a lot of char- uh, factors that they look at. You, you look almost at said level. it, you said character. Cause yeah. I know that that's, that's one thing. It's that's... a big, it's a, it's a big deal. You'd be surprised how many college coaches that I talked to from, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years since 1997 or 2007. I'm sorry. Uh, so with that being said, you, you know, you being a student game and learning the game, even as a coach and, and as a mentor, I call myself a mentor more than a coach because there's more to it than just about football. But having those conversations with those college coaches, they'll say, hey, Jan, I, I want good kids. They have to be coachable. Like Coach Bober said, they have to be good kids. They have to treat people right, players right, teammates right, teachers right. Uh, and that's a big thing. And so I'll tell you that th- those are some of the things that I look at when I identify a kid to take to that next level to work with because, you know, my time is valuable. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I have a son now. And so I'm very, very picky, picky about the students that I work with uh, from a standpoint of what level I want to get them to. When I tell you that I'm talking to college coaches on a, on a consistent basis every week about a student, students across the, the metro, uh, but just making sure that they want to get to that level. And are they going to put in that extra work? You know, when I ask them, to do this drill or another drill, or I ask them to do research on the position that they really want to play, bring that back to me. So we know what drills to, 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 to do also with the kids that sign, you know, we take it to the next level when they sign, when they commit to Nebraska or Oklahoma, whatever it is they do, they get those workouts. And I say, bring that workout to me. Let's put it up on, on the whiteboard. I got a whiteboard in my garage along with field turf. And we talk about that. Like what, what do they want you to do? Same thing in high school call a coach. I'll have conversations with, with head coach and I'll say, Hey, what do you want your student athlete to learn? What do you want him to do? What it is? What is it? Can I do? You know, cause I want to make sure that the lowest line of communications are, are there too as well. And have you felt parents more supportive in that aspect? Oh yeah. Over the fact of going, I just want my kid to get there. I, I think they're more supportive because they appreciate being honest and being truthful. Um, I always tell people, and this is, I'm just being real with you. I got money. It was never about money. It was about providing opportunities. The proof is in the pudding. I've been doing this for 20 years. You know, Niles, Paul, Sean Prater were some of my first uh, student athletes that I worked with. And I knew right right then and there that they were going to take to that next level. Because guess what? They was, they was coming over at 5 in the morning. They didn't care about parties. They didn't care about nothing. And that's how I, I can gauge with the kids that I have now. I can gauge what level they're going to get to by, the, by their work that they can their mindset about what I need to do to get to where I need to be. That's what that, their mindset is focused on that. And so it's been interesting because I have that that whole that knowledge base of what does it what it look like for Niles Paul. Niles Paul wanted to get up at five in the morning. Sean Prater 
They want to get up at five in the morning, three, four days a week. I'm telling you, they would call me like, look, I'm, can, can I get that workout in? And I, it was hard because it was like, man, this is serious. That's when I knew it was going to put, they was going to be in the NFL for. So you're like, saying when someone is pushing back towards yeah. you, it makes it, it makes it on a whole nother level. Oh. Obviously, Bober, how does it go at the Bober Academy when it comes to the parents, the, the students? How do, how do those interactions go for you as well? You know, I would say I'm very lucky. Because the way I do mine is, you know, I don't dive nearly as deep as what Yano does, right? <laughs> he has a, a definitely personal level. He has a lot of experience in doing that. I kind of honestly claim ignorance in that because what I'm there to do is the, the kids that sign up to come to my stuff, right? And they come there because they want to be there, yep. right? And their parents want them to be there. And I really love to interact with the parents and give them feedback, and really connect with these guys. And I can take an offensive lineman in a very short period and get him way better. Right. And then it's up to him to put the repetitions in. Um, I will say this because you mentioned some really big names that have done some great things. I think there is a whole lot of kids out there, linemen I work with, that it's okay if they're not 6'5 and 280 pounds. There's a lot of football that isn't the Nebraska's and the Oregon's and the Oklahoma's. There's way more kids and way more of a need for these kids that go to Wayne state and Kearney and Wesleyan and Concordia and those places like that, Hastings, there's a lot of football out there and it's okay. If that's the level of football you go play, right? There's great opportunities and not everyone's going to measure. I mean, so much of college is about measurables, right? Whether or not you get an opportunity and I coach some all state players that if they were two or three inches taller, taller. they go to Nebraska. (laughs) It's a a real thing. They're great football players. And quite honestly, if they didn't, had that kind of measurable standard, they might yeah. be able to go down there and compete. Well, there's nothing wrong with going to Wayne State. No, not right? at all. Go play football. Maybe get some of it paid for. Get an education. Yes. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give them the confidence to say, if you want to go play football, you can I'm going to give you a yes. roadmap as an offensive lineman. Yano's going to be way more about some of the academic and connections, yeah. but I can give them the skill set and I can help them when I get asked from coaches and whatnot. Yep. But there's a lot of football out there to be played that isn't the highest level power fight football. And that's okay. Those I have some, I mean, a lot of my kids are at the Wayne States and, and um, Hastings and places like that. And they're doing great. Yeah. They're going to get an education and they're going to be great human beings. Yep. But I think that those guys want to be there. It, the hard part for me is Yano's again, way deeper. Like I don't coach effort. Like if, if you're paying, you're <laughs> yeah. paying me to come yeah. here and, and come to my camps and train. I don't have the energy to coach effort. <laughs> now, when I'm over at Creighton Prep, you know, and those are my yeah, guys, yeah, they have yeah. to play. Yeah, I got to coach yeah. a little more effort. I got an assistant that helps me with that. I, I want the technique part, the scheme. Yep, yep. You know, the effort thing comes from them. And that's, I always say, listen, I'll give you 100% of what you give me, right? If, you, if you're not willing to give the effort, I, yeah. I can't, I'll give more to the guys that give more effort. I don't care how good you are, right? And that's a character thing. And then sometimes the parents, don't like to hear that, but I, I just started to be 100% honest with you're that. You're teaching you them in real life. You you, you never stop that either yep. as you're going through, yep. whether they're your first day, the last day. What is some of your fondest things that you love to send them off when they do go to the next level? Is it more of the technique over the fundament? Like, is it is it direct to a point mm-hmm. that you're looking to give these offensive linemen? Or as far as guidance when they're looking to go to that next level? You know, I I offer really with what I do is I offer, I want them to have the confidence to know that they're good enough to go, go there. And I want to teach them the technique that works at every level. Like the the way I teach it, if you see any of my coach do videos, YouTube videos, I mean, it's the same stuff that guys in the NFL are doing that can totally be applied 
to high school football. Yeah. I mean, do you have a good target? Can you take your first step? Can you strike in a football position? I mean, that's literally the basis of being an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And we take that and we do it over and over and over. Then we add a little bit more to it. Um, but I want to give them that. And show, I show them film. I show them guys that compete at that level. Here's what it takes. And then I also do, I don't say I offer this, but I, st- I stay in touch with my guys. Yep. You know, I got, I got some of my favorite guys, the guys I coached last summer that go play Juco ball. Yep. Right. And, and Juco is a different world. A different okay. <laughs> and Yon and I played together at UNO. We had a lot of Juco guys. It, it's a totally different world. So I'll stay in touch with those guys. You know, hey, how's it going? You got any questions? I got some guys that play for like the Huskers and some place like that, that I just do one-on-one training that are, you know, down on the depth chart. But I just want to give them the confidence to yeah. say, like, I, I can translate what your coaches are telling to you. Yep. Right? That, that's great feedback for me of what your coaches are saying. I can help fix that and then help them repeat it so they can succeed mm-hmm. like that. So it's more about understanding those fundamentals and then getting in them and mastering them and saying, now go apply it. When you go there, the stuff I taught you, the stuff your coach is teaching you, he wants you to get better. We all want you to get better. Right. Just trust in it and use it. And then I, I love when it when it works out for them and you see them, hey, coach, I got to play this weekend. Yeah. Stuff the like that. That's cool. Seeing always, them come back always. and talk about it. And, of course, if you think of what you guys have both done and, and what you guys are doing, obviously you're with Creighton Prep. Is there ever a time that you've looked across the way, you know it's one of your guys, and you see him just lay one of your defensive guys out and you know <laughs> the reason why? How does that go on the sideline? You got to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to be honest because I, I haven't even been on the sideline yet. I'm just yeah. starting over okay. there. Yeah. Okay. However, what I will say is I've done this for a few years now. And, um, you know, my, my my son played at Elkhorn, won a state championship. So I was at all those games. My daughter was on the dance team for Elkhorn. So I was at all their games. But usually I go to two to three high school games a week just to watch my guys I trained. And it's fun to see them out there succeeding and you see them after the game and you know pump them up and stuff like that i will say there are some guys that i'm training that i know we're playing against this year i'm like (laughs) oh man there's a guy that we got to figure out a a plan for that guy so i Mm -hmm. I, i'm yet to experience that personally but i know it's coming um but i will Mm -hmm. say this you know i love coaching a crane prep i i haven't been wearing guys with helmets yet you know what i mean (laughs) but I know it's common and I love that I'm going to be part of a team and be able to take that scheme and that, that fun part of playing the game. Um, but I'm as equally excited about the guys that are on other teams mm-hmm. that I'm coaching to. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't have anything negative to say about them. We kind of give each other a little bit. Of course. You know I, mean? I got yeah. to teach them how yeah. to, how, how to win or lose gracefully, yeah. but yeah. also know that you're seeing yeah. what they're doing yeah. on the field. We're, we're going to compete. You know, yes. I got a kid at Papio named Dallas Hamilton. He was there this weekend. Yep. Yep. And I've worked with Dallas since his freshman year. And he, I think he's he's a candidate to be the All-State center. He's just having an amazing time. Yeah. Um, coached him this weekend. Did awesome. Yeah. Well, we play Papio in week, I think, eight. Seven or eight. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I know he's going to be a challenge. So it's going to be a little difficult because I know how good he is. But I'll at the same time, I, I will still be pulling for him to do do great, too. You know, maybe not against us as much, but um, I got guys all over that I, I just will check in on them and watch them. And, you know, if we have a Thursday game, I can go watch them on Friday or whatever. But really, it's it's just pure competition, right? Does it, we're not enemies. No, you know what I mean? No, no. You compete, and at the end of the end of it, Everybody, someone wins, someone loses, hands, and hands. you're better men for it. So I'm not like that. Um, I'm sure I'll develop some rivalries as I go <laughs> in coaching, but that won't be towards individual players. But I, I want to see guys do good wh- wherever they're at. You know, I want to see the guys we're playing against do good. Now, you know has I mean? anybody I want asked you why you haven't went back to Omaha South or any of those questions? I only say it because I did. I, I interviewed Elkhorn uh, 
athletic association AD and uh, or director. And then I interviewed Eric Crouch. And I said, has anybody asked you ever why you never went back to Miller North? And he kind of thought I, I, it just didn't seem like it sat well. So has that question ever came up for you to give back to Omaha South? Well, um, yeah, it, it has been, especially because when you go to prep, right? And, and prep's got such a historic program there. Yes. Um, it's a different setup because they don't have a district where they get kids that live by them. They go out and they they find kids and they get them to come to prep, right? Mm-hmm. So you do get a lot of great athletes. Now, we're going to be really young this year, so don't hold me to that this <laughs> season because we're, we're going to be a good team, but we're going to be young. Mm-hmm. It's going to be challenging. But I, I didn't like prep. When I was a South. No, you know that, I mean? that, that's why I had to ask everyone. It was, everybody hated yep. prep growing up. Yeah. And, so. and, and you know, it, and when, when coach young, I'll, I'll be honest with you, coach young's the first one to ask me quite honestly. I knew coach young when he's a gross, my um, South Omaha guy of, uh, as far as coaching down there, I helped their junior Cougars. My foundation like funded their program to start it. I love coach young. He asked me, he was the first one to ask. And I was like, I had to get over that. It was prep. You know what I mean? Now, now that I'm there, I love it. But you know, you're a South Omaha guy. Oh, you haven't owned blue ever. I, I mean, don't have went, any blue yet. From, I'm you went from Omaha South red to UNO red. I, I had mean, Giants blue. That's about oh, it. Okay. That's about you're it. You're right. You're but, right. But I love it there. Right. Good, good kids. Great involvement. Yeah. We have a ton of resources, which is awesome. Um, I only have to coach O-line, you know, a lot of places I'd have to coach D line and special teams, but he presented me with an opportunity and I'm like, you know, that sounds really good. And it's, it is, it's going to be a great opportunity for me. I look forward to several years of um, hopefully making them great. Um, but a lot of people said, why'd you do that? I said, well, he asked, I mean, Simple quite honestly, question. no one else has asked, Simple that, question. will you come and coach for me? And it wasn't even on my radar. I was going to, that's what I was going to say. It was probably right. nothing that you ever no. put out there either. Uh, nope. And, but the deal is being from South. Yeah. Like, Coach Patterson down there, they've done they've done a really good job with what they have. I do a camp for South every year. Yeah, I I do, I do as much as I can for South. So I'm I'm not totally abandoning my South Omaha for roots, sure. man. I'm down there. I'm with those guys. I work with those guys. They got a couple dudes this year too on their O line. Um, but I I do help those guys out too. It's That's just awesome. it fits me better to be a coach of Creighton Prep. Um, quite honestly, because he asked me to come simple. out there. He asked. Yeah, I mean that that sums thing. it up. Obviously, Yano, when it comes to you, you're in a, a a district of two schools. Right. How does that go for yourself? Just trying to better a city in general, mm-hmm. and to get over the fact that people will be like, "Well, he's a monarch." Right. Because, yeah. like he said, we both yeah. have said at the end of the day, we're on the football field. That's yeah. all that matters. Well, you you kind of you got to remember what you're in this for. You're in this for for the kids. You're not in it for the politics. You're not in it for the money. You're in, it, in this for it to make a difference, you know. And I want to show my son uh, and individuals around me how to be a good person by doing what you need, what you can do to help the community. Doesn't matter what community, you know. Uh, when you think about FBU, when, when it came here, my thought process was it was for all the kids. We had kids from Vegas, California, Florida, all over, and so that's that's the same process that I have when I work with kids. I don't care if they're a monarch. I don't care if they're a Titan. I don't care if they're a Husky, South O. Um, I've taken kids all over the country to different colleges. I've taken kids from Omaha South, from Omaha Northwest, from Omaha North. Any coach that that allows me the opportunity uh, that, that to work with the work with their student athlete and provides a, an opportunity for me to help them grow uh, and understands that w- why I'm doing this and what I'm doing this for because it keeps those relationships with those college coaches, it keeps those coaches coming in, and it keeps those coaches realizing that we do have some top talent that our kids can play anywhere in the country. And so everything that I do 
is always about the kids. Always. And in, in, in education, if you if you remember that and you focus on that, no matter what people on the outside say or think, you know in your heart what you're doing it for. Yeah. You're doing it for the well, kids. And you you brought it up. Obviously, we'll we'll close out on some questions about FBU. Seeing these bigger camps being able to come up here and, and put on not just having ex-NFL players, but having college kids that could connect mm-hmm. to them. How important did that role play for Saturday when you guys did FBU? Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know really what to expect with FBU. Mm-hmm. You know, Yano came to our Metro Coaches Clinic and talked about it, and he said, hey, listen, I got you might, You want to come do this? I said, we'll have the guy call me. Mm-hmm. And he called me, and Again, I, I'm just new at this high school coaching thing. Mm-hmm. The recruiting thing is a world that I don't live in. Um, but my observation of that, I think there's a lot of money grabs out there oh, yeah. for these places to just bring them in and try to get them ranked or get them rated here and do their measurables. And it, quite honestly, it isn't about football. Um, I was thoroughly impressed with what FBU did. right? And I, I didn't know what to expect going there. Um, but I got, I was allowed, uh, me and coach Donnie Woods, who's the the head coach at St. Albert's Catholic. He was at Iowa Western for a long time. Um, he, him and I were pleasantly surprised that we were able to spend several hours in the morning and in the afternoon, just coaching these guys, like not teaching them how to win one-on-ones and, you know, try to battle with, with your pajamas out there. Even though the one-on-ones at the end was fun, man, that, no, that was the way to end it, but go ahead. It, it was, going. it was, it was a great experience. It was like the icing but, on but, the cake, but. I, well, I will say my what I've been told is that that's usually the high, usually the majority of what they do at these other camps, right? This was about football. We got yep. to install certain plays. We brought the offense together, and you, the backs got to see the blocks and how to read them. The quarterbacks got right. to learn how to stay Amazing. in the pocket. Um, it's it's a different experience than what I expected from any kind of some of these camps because they mm-hmm. get kind of a bad name, yep. right? There's I know a lot of kids that go to camps all over the country just so they can boost up their stars or whatever it is, <laughs> but this was about football it's about coaching they brought in real coaches it's run by real coaches so i was really surprised um i was very very happy to see that and it exceeded my expectations so i was happy to be a part of it um i know that they didn't really hit the omaha area really hard as far as promoting because i i didn't i would have promoted it more if i knew what it was i think that's that's what it starts with you get the experience that's what it was yeah and then you're Mm -hmm. able to roll it into a Mm -hmm. push and a a Mm -hmm. forward i mean i have multiple people that are like hey can you promote me well let me experience what i want to promote yep once i build my trust in the promotion i'm gung-ho and i'll give you everything i got well and they they do provide some great opportunities that are beyond just like trying to get you placed Right, they're trying to make you better football players. Yep. They want to, to coach football. It's about development. Yes. Um, same thing that I do at my Bober Academy. So I got to basically run Bober Academy for the O line there for a whole day. And there's kids that came from all over, you know. And I, I can't wait for it to grow so that we can, you know, I can educate and train and coach more more guys there. And then then you take them in in one day and you see them by the time we get Bro, to a couple one on ones. Yeah. And they're and they're doing great. Doing great. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and that was high. It was it was awesome. And awesome. I'll throw this in there. I'll get a plug for FBU because mo- at the end of it, they brought and had a lineman showcase. Yes. Right. And they didn't care about the DBs or quarterbacks. They said, you know what? We're gonna <laughs> put some no- linemen here. Sure We're gonna did. let them compete. It wasn't very much. And we, we understand it's not pads. So say that a little louder. There was no one-on-ones when it came to wide receivers, DBs. Well, I'm sure there were in their there drills. Wasn't. There was. It was all like two or three every time. Yep. It was running real formations, uh, real yeah, routes. Yeah. So they got to learn 
the game aspect mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. then I can show you that I could beat this one on one. And then they brought you guys together. And, so the, and that was a little that, more ceremonial yeah. than it was, you know, really, truly a one on one thing. A yes. couple guys got two reps. Yes. That's it. Yeah. So everybody was it was cool to like put that focus in on the linemen yeah. who don't ever right. get much notoriety, yeah. especially in the middle school and high school age. It's all about the quarterback and the receivers yeah. and the running backs. Yeah. So I really appreciated that as an old lineman. That the last thing was just watching a couple old linemen go at it. And again, we're in pajamas. It wasn't crazy, <laughs> but it was fun. Hey, it was it, it was a focal point. The energy on, was there. It yeah. was. And that was great to see about o-line and that that teaches more of a team aspect i think than than you know a guy that just got it caught an 80-yard touchdown pass but so you're finishing a a whole camp of eight hours where everybody's worked hard but the other kids just continue they got to run their routes they got to do all the fast pace so they got to slow it down for a moment see you guys get a have some fun because they also did even like you said a little bit with the running backs like just the fact of running through a play mm-hmm. and not just hey let's go left side shell and and you only have two linemen right. it was offense defense yano you got to see it from the visitor yeah you were on the outside looking in and i don't mean a visitor as of you weren't a part of you were a part of it but yeah. you also were taking it in as you're walking yeah. around what was sure. some of your biggest things that you took just really excited that we were able to embrace the FBU because I'll tell you, you know, kind of doing the the mentoring training football thing for 20 something years. What I was trying to do is identify something that we could bring to Nebraska that our kids could really truly get something out of it. Not just a let's do a football camp and make a little money. Like he said, a lot of them are money grabs, but it was going to be something that they were going to get out of it. So when I tell you, I did my research on this thing. I mean, I was, I was looking at every camp that you can think of, and then I'm blessed to, to have the resources to be able to get to the different areas to kind of, to kind of see it and learn and then talk to other coaches about it. Hey, tell me about this camp. What do you think about this? Bring this to Nebraska. I had a couple of opportunities that I, w- I wanted to bring up. And then as I got to research and I was like, well, what is this connected to? Where Where is the end, end all be all? Because that's kind of, you know, at the end of the day, what you want to look at. What is it going to do for our kids? Well, as I, I ended up looking for one, I found one. I was able to take my son to one of, in, in Las Vegas. And it was amazing. I mean, Jeff Blake, Chris Chambers, they had some high level NFL guys that were doing exactly what, what, what Coach Barber was doing, not just, not just working with them at a camp, but teaching them the proper fundamentals and the technique. And then they took time to go into the gym and share their stories about how they got to where they got to. And then the recruitment piece. And that was so powerful and impactful for me as well as my son. And so I thought when he did that and had a great uh, time down there and he did very well, those guys kept calling him little Nebraska. And so I thought to myself, I said, we got good players. So when I did that, I had to, I had a meeting with one of the guys. I said, you know, we'd like to have, I think we need something like this in Nebraska, something that's true, something that I know some of our former NFL and high level guys that played at that level, that coach would say, I, I want to help out with that, Jan, because they've always said that. You know, I'm, I'm always talking to Bober and Amon Green and all my good friends that made it to the highest level, you know, because of me, I had cancer. So that kind of took away my my high level opportunity. But it it was really one of those things where I said, if, if we do it right and do it well, um, the guys that played at a high level would appreciate it and they would want to come back and they would want to do it. And then we can make it bigger and bigger. And then if we do it in a timely fashion, now we can bring up some of the high-level athletes in Nebraska that these guys can come back and say, wow, he's going to the All-American Bowl. 
not from a political standpoint, not because it's at my high school, but because all the top guys that help coach and develop some of our NFL guys in the metro area will say, this guy right here will represent Nebraska, these guys or this guy, you know, and so it was just a lot of research. And I'll tell you, from from watching it from afar and not being in the trenches and, and helping to coach and train, it was it was wonderful. It was beautiful. I mean, I love seeing it. And I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, I'm glad we didn't market it as much as we needed. We, we could have marketed it because really I, I didn't want it to be 400 kids because it could have easily been 400 kids easily. You know, uh, but I wanted to be a, a number of students that were. When, when coaches like Boburn and those guys get there and work with those kids, it'll, it'll make a significant impact. Now, could we have had probably 100 more? We probably could have. We would have added more, other, more coaches and other coaches. Yeah, we could do that. That's kind of the plan, Number but we want to do it right. It's never easy. Never easy. Never easy. But we want to do it right, and we want to be efficient. You know, and so, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, I've, I've had my phone just been blowing off the hook with, with conversations and phone calls about how much they, they – everybody's ready to go to Florida. Everybody's ready to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I told, I was telling the owner and I was telling everybody at FBU, I said, guess what? I said, you're probably going to have an influx of Nebraska kids down at FBU, down at the Top Gun. And, and they're going to turn it into like a family vacation and go down there and compete and just kind of see where they are on that level. So, uh, I mean, it was, I'm telling you, man, I got it, tears come to my eyes when I think about it because that's that's what I wanted. You know, it wasn't about me. It wasn't, it wasn't about, about nobody. Time. It wasn't about time. It wasn't about It wasn't about none of that stuff. It was about just learning the, the fundamentals of the game and then being around people that play at a high level so those kids can look up to Bober and say, you played in the, you played for the world championship. This is amazing. And they got access to him. They stand right next to him. They stand right next to the Casey Thompson. It was so impactful. And it, and it wasn't just the high school kids. I love that they had middle school kids. Yes. There. Like, here's some dudes. There were some fifth and sixth graders that were even there hanging, like, in the mix. Yeah. So, we, we, you know, this is new. Yes. So, we have more middle school linemen than high school. Yeah. And there's some some of these seventh graders at Oops. Omaha North. Dudes. <laughs> Holy cow. Dudes. I'm like, you're seventh grade. And so, I mean, there's just kids that, like, I think at that age, they, they either get into it or they don't have someone – invite them or help them or coach them or believe in them so they get to high school and they just like yeah i don't want to do that yeah so but you have events like this and they they see you know what football is all about and i think it helps strengthen the game Mm -hmm. i think it keeps them around it's great for their community and their school and i'm looking forward to seeing these kids when they get to high school because this fbu it's the first place i've heard of that will have middle school they have a was it a freshman All-American? Freshman, All-American, freshman yeah. in high school that are going to go do this. Yep. Like, who does anything for freshmen? Right. You know no what way. I mean? No Unless way. you're like a five-star athlete and you're already getting offers. Yeah. Yeah. These are kids that are good football players. Give Maybe not five-star guys, but yeah. they're going to keep. They're going to get some more experience in football. And it just showed me that that's what FBU is about. Yeah. More so than what any other camp I've heard out there. Yeah. Um. And you know, I was a little reluctant because I'm like, man, it's just one of those camps. But it was pretty amazing. Well, and that's always good to hear. Once again, I greatly appreciate starting from the bottom all the way to the top to where they were this last weekend at FBU, just giving a little feedback. So hopefully if you're thinking about your young athlete and what they can do to help themselves, besides finding specialists, there's the mental thing, there's the time, there's so much that goes impacting a kid to get them to where they want to be, whether it is D1, D2, NAIA, it doesn't matter. There's a place for your kid. Once again, it's a Her Day at Productions Wired Access podcast. Bober Academy, Chris Bober, fundamental mental coach, Yano Jones. We appreciate you tuning in. See ya.
heard at Sports Network Production.